We know again that you know the vast majority of companies are looking at their packaging portfolios, making commitments around making their packaging better in some way for the environment. But what's really lacking is a critical underpinning, sort of a foundation of the pyramid, which is our recycling system. Right now, we really don't have a functional, effective, efficient recycling system. Welcome to Sense Sliced Bread. I'm your host, Charlotte Ashley, editor of Baking and Snack. In this season, we are talking to the experts about the different facets of sustainability in the wholesale baking industry. From regenerative agriculture and sustainable supply chains to energy efficient production lines, all the way to the packaging. We're bringing you the conversations that can help you find ways to build a greener bakery. This episode is brought to you by AB Maori North America, a baking technology company meeting the needs of today's industrial and artisan bakers. AB Maori, passionate about baking. In this episode, we're talking all things recycling and packaging with Megan Staz, Vice President of Sustainability and Packaging for the Consumer Brands Association. Sustainable packaging is one of the biggest initiatives, with 25 of the largest CPG companies making commitments to increase the recycled content in their packaging. However, a lack of a robust recycling program in the U.S. has created a gap between commitments and realities. Megan explains how these two issues are intrinsically linked and why the CPG industry won't be able to affect foundational change without an overhaul of the U.S. recycling system. Welcome to Scent Slice Bread, Megan. Thanks for having me. So just to kick things off, I was hoping you could give us a little background on how does the Consumer Brands Association support food manufacturers as they look to become more sustainable? Sure. So the Consumer Brands Association represents the leading food, beverage, and consumer packaged goods companies in the U.S., So our members make everything from sliced bread to ice cream to shampoo. And so when we think about sustainability, there's a really broad universe of what that means to different companies. And the way that we look at sustainability and how we can add value to the full consumer packaged goods industry is we think about it from the perspective of we know that all of these large, mid-sized, and small companies are thinking about sustainability in some way. They're setting goals, internal or external. They're working with stakeholders, and they're doing a really great job there. We think there's a very good story to tell. So we think about it from both telling that story, telling the whole industry story, but then also what can we as an association do to remove barriers that are keeping our members or keeping the industry from meeting those goals? What's in the way? What's keeping them from meeting those goals? And that's how we orient our work. What are some of those? Can you just give me an example of some what some of those obstacles have been or are that Consumer Brands Association is trying to get out of the way? Absolutely. So one major focus of ours right now is around packaging. 
we know again that you know the vast majority of companies are looking at their packaging portfolios, making commitments around making their packaging better in some way for the environment. But what's really lacking is a critical underpinning, sort of a foundation of the pyramid, which is our recycling system. Right now, we really don't have a functional, effective, efficient recycling system, especially as it relates to packaging across the U.S. It's a confusing patchwork. We don't have efficiencies of scale. There's a lot of consumer confusion. So in our view, we can really help companies meet their own packaging goals by advocating for solutions at the state or federal policy level that actually fix that underlying recycling system. Wow, I had no idea that the U.S. recycling program wasn't efficient or effective. Can you kind of tell me about what those issues are and kind of how CBA is working? So if we think about recycling, it was it's run municipality by municipality. So every single city and town or county across the U.S. has their own system. What that means is that we have at least, according to the EPA, we have at least 10,000 unique recycling programs in this country. And each one of them has their own sets of rules, right, about what gets picked up and when. And so we know that that causes crazy consumer confusion. But then from a company's perspective, if you think about packaging design, well, that it, it poses some real problems there as well. Yeah, I'm just thinking of um, these big companies that have like nationwide distribution trying to get their packaging to be recyclable in all of those municipalities. That would be a giant headache. Exactly right. So we, as Consumer Brands Association, we did some research earlier this summer trying to really understand just how confused consumers are about their recycling system and their attitudes around recycling. And what we heard was that consumers absolutely want to recycle their packaging. And that's especially true actually during COVID, which, which we can talk about. But what we found was that U.S. consumers think that doing their taxes is easier to understand than their recycling. They would also rather as assemble IKEA furniture for what that's worth. <laughs> so we know we've got a long way to go to make improvements. So where do the opportunities lie for baking and snack companies to improve their packaging um, in light of all of this? There's a lot of opportunity here. And we've seen really great examples throughout the baking and snack category in terms of rethinking packaging design, delivery formats, maybe new materials for, for as a replacement for traditional packaging. One of the challenges, of course, is always going to be that, that flexible film, right? The bread bag that we're all so familiar with. And as we look around to what some solutions are, there's certainly a design component, right? Maybe those traditional flexible film bags could be made out of something else. But also maybe there is a system improvement for it, right? Maybe there is a way that by addressing the recycling system, harmonizing it, standardizing it, helping to create efficiencies or at least you know, together across the U.S., that we can find ways to recycle those 
that packaging and turn it into either more packaging or some other value-added product, keeping it out of landfill and other way, in other ways reducing its environmental footprint. Thinking about the recycling issues, is there anything baking and snack companies can do to kind of help in that renovation of that program, that system? So we as consumer brands, this is a top priority for us. And so there's a lot of opportunity to engage uh, through our membership or some of our peer associations like the Baking Association and others. We work in very close proximity with those groups. I think also working with your relevant trade associations or other groups will help educate NGOs um, who have a, a lot of opinions and thoughts about how to fix packaging or fix the recycling system, but then also lawmakers. We've seen a dramatic increase in bills at the state level, even at the federal congressional level around packaging and recycling and plastics. And so the more that the industry can do to both tell its story about all the good work that is being done from a packaging redesign standpoint, but also helping to talk about what some solutions might be with lawmakers and other interested parties. Those stories and that education really go a long way. I'm just so fascinated in all of these conversations about how connected everything is. Like you can talk about sustainable packaging, but you can't talk about it without also talking about recycling. And they're not isolated topics. They're all connected in this network of sustainability. They're very much connected. And that's why we've really focused on that underlying recycling system as something that very much needs to be addressed if we're if we are to see large scale change in the US. So we know that all of the largest consumer packaged goods companies have made some sort of public commitment to making their packaging better in some way for the environment. Many of them, including in baking and snack, include some sort of commitment around increasing recycled content in their packaging. But right now, the supply of recycled content for packaging really does not meet demand, not even close. So we know that we need to really raise recycling rates and get better quality recycled material for use in packaging. And that there's there's just really so much opportunity at addressing something that seems you know, like sort of an old question. Recycling's been around since the 80s, uh, at least in terms of systems in the U.S. But, you know, so it's sort of one of these, everything that's old is new again. The Consumer Brands Association supports a national solution to these issues plaguing the U.S. recycling system. As the CBA sees it, to see lasting improvements, the solution needs three elements, a standardized foundation, financial support, and strong end markets to meet demand. CBA is calling for a national standard of both recyclability and the design of the recycling system. Standardizing this system, however, requires money. The CBA first recommends that states already ensure that existing revenue from packaging and waste be invested back into the recycling system. Other potential financing strategies could include a checkoff program or various fees such as a waste generator fee or a landfill tipping fee. The current state of the U.S. recycling program leaves a vast shortage of post-consumer recycled materials. According to Megan, 
Companies are ready to use more recycled materials in their packaging, but it just isn't there. To strengthen this supply, federal and state governments can create and incentivize a recycling infrastructure that can support this end market. This commitment to packaging is typically a part of a larger sustainability initiative or program that food company often takes on. We've seen a lot of robust sustainability programs from some of the biggest names in our industry. What is driving these companies to implement sustainability programs and how much are you seeing being driven by the retailers? That's a great question. I think there's always there's always a range of drivers in in any of these efforts. I think the first is honestly business case from within a company. In many ways, sustainability is doing more with less or it is having a much clearer sense of your supply chain right? And mapping that out and which involves knowing where your risks might be. So there's a a very clear business case to be made in terms of ingredient transparency, supply chain transparency, efficiency, some of these words that we hear associated with sustainability, but of course have a very real, you know, cost savings or ROI from a, a business unit perspective. I think also consumers, Consumers and customers in the retail sector are very concerned about sustainability. That will mean different things to different consumer groups, of course. Um, everything from, you know, ingredients or sustainable agriculture to, again, you know, packaging and packaging use. And then also, you know, we are seeing a dramatic increase in interest, like I was saying, from lawmakers, NGOs, the media. And so you you have a real ecosystem of interested stakeholders. What do you hear from your member companies in regards to implementing their sustainability initiatives? What we hear most often, and it sounds a little cheesy, (laughs) but that sustainability really truly is a journey, not a destination. That, of course, companies are going to set sustainability goals, targets, maybe they're public and external, maybe they're, they're internal. And develop a path to meet them. But then once you meet them, you sort of pick your head up and look to the next set, right? And so so there's always an evolution, I think, of of doing more of, you know, one more crank of the dial, if you will, when it comes to, to sustainability and continuing to move your company along that that arc. In your conversations with food manufacturers, where have you seen the most progress being made and where are you seeing the kind of the next steps that need to be taken? Oh boy, that's a great question. I think we've, well, we've seen a lot of attention on, on packaging, especially in the past two years, especially on plastics. That's, it's just a very top of mind issue to a whole host of stakeholders. So I think that there's been a lot of energy between research and development, design, and external engagement, et cetera, around, around packaging. So I think there's a lot of activity, very productive activity there. I also would say, especially in, on, the, on the food sector side, I think there's been tremendous progress around sustainable agriculture, sustainable sourcing, knowing your supply chains, working with growers or suppliers from a, a reducing inputs and increasing yield standpoint, et cetera. I think there's a lot, a lot of opportunity there. 
in terms of what's coming over the horizon, I, I honestly think some of the opportunity lies with where all of these sort of where all of these targets or goals might might meet, right? Where all these initiatives might meet. You know, how do you make sure that you're, you know, continuing to reduce your overall carbon footprint or your emissions, even with growth? Um, how do you think about, you know, opening up new business markets and yet, you know, continuing to minimize your environmental footprint? I think, I think it's sort of you think about a balloon, right? If you just sort of squeeze one part of the balloon, well, another part's going to pop out. So I think some of these really holistic sustainability strategies, I think that's that's where we see a lot of opportunity, or, or I think we'll need to see a lot of opportunity in the future. Are there any success stories you've seen from the baking or snack industry? I'm trying to think of some really good specific ones. I mean, we've seen some really interesting packaging design opportunities. I think certainly in terms of product delivery, some of my favorites actually are around reducing food waste, which um, is certainly a sustainability issue, right, when it comes to not wasting all of the natural resources that went into growing and producing and transporting food, even simple changes to packaging, um, such as putting crackers in a box in multiple sleeves, right, so that when you, when a consumer opens one, you know, the, the, the second half of the, of the box stays fresh, or, you know, other sort of stay fresh kinds of packaging innovations. I think, those kinds of simple packaging changes really shouldn't be discounted because we still know that the largest category of material in U.S. landfills is food and food waste. And so reducing food waste has a very important sustainability impact. And I think there's a lot of great opportunity or a lot, a lot of great um, examples of, of packaging design that can help there. Since Sliced Bread is brought to you by A.B. Maori North America. At A.B. Maori, everything is guided by the company's core values. A.B. Maori is committed to contributing to the communities in which it operates and improving the world in which we live. This includes managing the business in a safe and responsible way, respecting all relationships, including those with employees, customers, and neighbors, promoting a collaborative and healthy culture, and valuing the environment and our entrusted resources. For more information, visit abmna.com. AB Maori, passionate about baking. So you mentioned that consumers' interest in recycling has picked up even more with the COVID-19 pandemic. I am curious for you to elaborate on that, but also just how has the pandemic kind of shifted everyone's thinking about sustainability? Because my initial assumption would be that it would take a back seat to food safety distribution, just getting food to the people. But I'm curious if that assumption is wrong, if it's actually taking more of a priority or if it's just shifting and becoming different. So food safety will always be paramount. Certainly, throughout throughout our, our industry, as you know, we did some polling of U.S. consumers' sentiment around sustainability, especially as related to COVID this fall. 
And we did find, expectedly, right, not surprisingly, that consumers, their prioritization of sustainability over things like health and safety, for example, have shifted a little, right? That, that health and safety has notched up above what some of their sustainability concerns may have been, which is not, not surprising. What we did find that was really interesting is that consumers said that there needs to be a system in place in the U.S. that can handle all of the different kinds of packaging or delivery vehicles, delivery systems that are needed to meet health and safety, right? So if consumers' shopping habits have changed or if, you know, the way that they're buying or getting product delivered to them has changed, what they are saying, what we heard from our surveying was that we need a system that can handle everything from, you know, your single-use plastics to your cardboard boxes to your, you know, maybe, you know, canned goods, et cetera. And that right now, consumers did not think that that was happening, right? That the recycling system wasn't meeting this need. So I thought that that was very interesting, that even during the COVID pandemic, consumers were saying, okay, we need a range of packaging options or a range of materials, but we need even more so now. We need a system that can handle them. According to the research that Megan is citing, 82% of Americans surveyed in the fall of 2020 were still concerned about the environment in light of COVID-19. However, that is down from 90% in 2019. This year, 80% said they were concerned about single-use plastics, but compare that to the 87% in 2019. So even though sustainability is still important to consumers, the realities of the pandemic have caused consumers to add some nuance to their priorities. For example, as Megan explained, this research showed that even though consumers seem to accept single-use plastics as a necessity, 50% said recycling has become even more important for handling that packaging. That is so interesting because I know when the pandemic happened and the conversation started shifting toward before the pandemic, bakers and snack makers were kind of moving away from individually wrapped from a sustainability standpoint. I mean, there's definitely portion control, but like if you're going at it from sustainability, you want to avoid individually wrapped. But now from a food safety perspective, they're moving toward individually wrapped. And then how does that, it's interesting that consumers are like, I do want it individually wrapped, but please figure out a way to recycle that packaging I just used. Right. That's exactly right. I, I just, I thought that was so interesting that consumers said, okay, I understand that in certain cases, this is the best packaging for the, for the job, right. To, to get the product to me safely or intact, whatever that might be, whatever, you know, whatever we're living through that might look a little bit different, but that are, you know, if that packaging is going to be in the marketplace because it's needed, then we need a system that can handle it. I do want to shift to talk about supply chain because that is another important aspect of sustainability. What, in Consumer Brand Association's viewpoint, what makes a supply chain more sustainable and where do the opportunities exist to improve that? We have a whole supply chain team, um, but, you know, and I, and I know that one of the, one of the issues certainly that the COVID pandemic, speaking of, really shone a bright light on is the need for increased resiliency of our supply chain, right? That, that 
shocks to our supply chain can be absorbed right now up to a certain point, but that the supply chain does need to be even more resilient than we, I think, many of us had originally thought. And I think the same thing around the sustainability of supply chains that we see in other sustainability issues include, you know, are equally paramount in as we think about things like efficiency and how do we get products to people with sort of minimal environmental footprint, what are the options there? How can we optimize our supply chains, optimize our partnership with our retail customers? So how does the supply chain team at CBA support a sustainable supply chain? So I think that that is something that we are working to, to explore even further. I think one of the things that we've been very focused on from a supply chain standpoint has been really looking around the corner. What are some of the inefficiencies that we can try, we can try to advocate to you know, remove, just like with you know, packaging and sustainability? You know, what are the barriers that are in the way for companies that, that we can help address? What does the infrastructure system need to look like nationally? And then, and then we have a whole an advisory group of our member companies who think about these concepts all the time and help guide and shape our supply chain strategy and some of the work that, that we do. And how would you advise a baking and, or snack company improve the sustainability of their supply chain? What do they need to be looking for or looking at? And I'll, I'll think about this a little bit more from a sustainability side, if you don't mind, than the supply chain side, because that, that does remain my, you know, my sort of area of expertise. But I think, it's, again, I think a lot, we've done a lot on food waste. And I think that, you know, waste and product loss and efficiency and delivery, I think all of that really comes into a more sustainable supply chain. How can we get product to consumers, you know, intact, right, uh, in the in the way that they need it delivered to them, and of course with safety and quality intact. And how can we do that with the least amount of emissions, the least amount of you know non-renewable energy uh, used? You know, how can we how can we do that in the most efficient and effective way? And so when we look at our whole supply chains, what do those partnerships look like upstream? you know, what, what do, or downstream, right? You know, what do you need from your suppliers? What do you need from, you know, your delivery uh, operators? If you contract out to a third party, what do you need from your retail customer, right? What does that, what does that partnership look like? So I think that they're, they're really, it is a whole, it is a whole supply chain solution. And I think there's a lot of partnership. We certainly saw that in all of the work that we've done on food waste reduction. And I think that's very relevant to to baking and snacks. As we're wrapping up our conversation, I was just curious if you could share with us, what are some of the more creative sustainability programs you've seen from your members? Oh, gosh, there are so many. (laughs) There are so many to choose from. You know, one of them actually... Is, is one of my favorites and it's not, it's actually a, a consumer product, but I think that there's, there's really great parallels to baking and snack, which is that Colgate, Paul Malov, uh, has created a fully recyclable toothpaste tube. So they took a product or a piece of packaging that wasn't traditionally recyclable, 
which is very true in, in baking and snack. A lot of the packaging used now is is harder to recycle. And Colgate Palmolive made that, redesigned it, found new materials, made it recyclable. But the thing that I think is really interesting is not just the fact that they made this previously unrecyclable packaging recyclable, which in itself is an incredible feat. They also made it open source. So they're encouraging their competitors to basically use the same design, to, to copy their work, if you will. And I and because they're because their thinking is, well, you know, we all are driving towards the same place, right? We all want a minimal minimized environmental footprint. So, you know, we aren't going to keep this as, you know, sort of a business trade secret. We're going to keep it, make it totally open source so our competitors can can do the same. And we can all sort of achieve this overall goal faster. And I just think that's such an amazing example of the work that we're seeing and the kind of innovation. And I think also in many ways, sort of a pre-competitive nature to this industry as they think about sustainability issues. So if a bakery or snack company didn't have a sustainability program in place yet, what are some programs or initiatives that they could implement just to get themselves started? Oh, it's a great question. I think so. There's a few things that that are that are opportunities. So the first I would say is that you don't have to have sustainability in your title in order to do sustainability for your company, right? You don't have to set up a whole new team. You don't have to set up a whole new department. That sustainability work can be done by everybody from your plant managers to you know your your HR department. Quite frankly, that that everybody can think about these issues and how they might be able to bring ideas to the, the forefront. So. On the on the packaging side, there's some really interesting work being done around plastics by a group called the Plastics Act, which is led by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and the World Wildlife Fund. There's also some really interesting work being done around packaging and packaging design and how to think about packaging design from a sustainability perspective by a group called the Sustainable Packaging Coalition. And then, of course, on food waste, we've got a food waste reduction alliance that uh, Consumer Brands runs in conjunction with the National Restaurant Association and FMI, who represents retail grocery. I mean, I really think that there's a whole host of projects and efforts that, that companies can get involved in, or even just a person within a company can get involved in, that, um, that will help find find ideas and learn from other peer companies about what they're doing too. I think that's that's some of the best and most impactful sustainability ideas sometimes come from come from your peers. Well, Megan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, answer our questions and give us some great ideas of how we can just support sustainability in the food industry. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Sense Sliced Bread. If you'd like to join the conversation, leave us a voicemail at 816-968-7772. Or you can record a message using the Voice Memo app on your smartphone and email it to podcast at sozlin.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsor for this episode, AB Maori North America, a baking technology company meeting the needs of today's industrial and artisan bakers. AB Maori passionate about baking. 
Don't forget to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and drop us a review. Since Sliced Bread is a Baking and Snack podcast, produced by Anna Weiber and Taryn Parker, and hosted by Charlotte Atchley.